Hi, all. It's Charlie Peck here with the Thriving School Community Podcast. And I'm going to share with you today about why SEL isn't solving the youth mental health crisis. Now, I'm a huge supporter of SEL. There's a ton of data to support how good it is to have social emotional learning. But the way we've been doing it in schools for the past 30 years is just not solving the youth mental health crisis. And so that's why Dr. Cameron Keswell and I came together and wrote the book, Improving School Mental Health, The Thriving School Community Solution, because we know we have to change our approach. If we really want to solve the problem, we have to change up what we're doing simply because it's just not working. And so you'll see anybody who's in SEL, you'll see how this completely integrates with what you're already doing and what's already working. But let's just go through an understanding of why SEL isn't solving the youth mental health crisis so that we can offer some solutions so that we can can really make some change that we need. So I want you to consider the airplane story. I often tell this when we're talking about this. So you're getting ready to send your kid on a flight across the Atlantic. Just pretend you're a parent if you're not a parent. And if you are, just think about your kid. You're ready to send them on a flight, all right? And as your kid boards the plane, the flight attendant says, hey, don't worry, we've got your kid for the duration of the trip. Trust us, we're trained in all the emergency procedures. So you feel a sense of relief, but then you kind of get a little uneasy and you're like, okay, but what happens if my child starts to panic when there's turbulence? And the flight attendant responds, well, we're not trained to handle that, but if there is a major problem, we've got it covered. And you're glad there's a plan in place for a big emergency, but this really happened. And we're sending our children on those regular flights who need varied supports all the time. We want them to feel secure so they can enjoy the ride. And I want you to think about this for a second. If you were sending them on that flight and only a few crew members who are highly trained to keep them safe if there's a fire lockdown are there, but they don't know how to effectively respond to your kids' needs when it gets bumpy, how are you going to feel about that? And if they're stressed out, how are they going to figure all out in the middle of a crisis to support your kid? And so I want you to think of that and how it emulates school. Those are the kinds of things going on in our school right now. If there is an emergency, if there's a fire, if there's a lockdown or something, an earthquake or a tornado, we have procedures in place. We all know what to do. It's all visible. It's posted. We practice it. It's mandated. We all know what to do. And so I want you just to think of it like this. Our educators are so overburdened and unequipped to respond to the effects of the youth mental health crisis. Now, I'm not saying they don't have great skills. They're not compassionate. Um, They're all those things. They're equipped to be there to serve your kid in so many different ways. But when we're talking about being in a youth mental health crisis, they're not therapists and they know that. And by the way, they don't want to be therapists. I know I've been an educator. I was an, an educator for or a high school teacher for 18 years. And although I was teaching about mental health, that was my curriculum. And I actually was doing a lot of work um, to support kids and a ton of teachers do, by the way, all of them do. But I couldn't even like I couldn't be a therapist. That is a skilled position, right? We don't need teachers being therapists. And to that fact, their own mental health is suffering. So just consider that too. So we're trying to fix the mental health problem and the crisis by teaching students skills to become more resilient and equipping them with SEL. We're teaching these in classes. We're teaching this as a a different day of the week, like a wellness Wednesday, 
or we might kick it off with a campaign, which is all good stuff. If that's working for your school, keep doing that. Keep doing what is working, okay? The problem is we're thinking about it all wrong. We're trying to solve the problem by teaching our kids, our kids the skills and emotional regulation. And no matter how many classes and programs we deliver, the second we throw them right back into an environment with burned out teachers and stressed out parents, they're going to revert back to the same discouraging behavior. And it's not their fault that that's happening, right? We can't just expect kids to function well when we're not functioning well, and we're not using the same kind of regulation skills that we're teaching them. And it's just so overwhelming to roll out all these big programs for teachers and kids and actually get it consistent. And that is the problem with SEL today. It's not SEL that's the problem. SEL is great. Again, it's evidence-based. There's, there's, there's just a lot of great things happening with it in our schools already. So I'm not knocking that whatsoever. I'm very supportive of that. But the problem is, is when you have different people teaching different skills and they're not skilled themselves, or they haven't had the same kind of training as your school social workers or your school counselors or school psychologists or other teachers who have gotten trauma-informed training or other specialized training that they're delivering it in the school themselves. If you're having other teachers who, number one, don't have buy-in to it, number two, are overly frustrated um, because they're already trying to manage their other, other things going on in this education system we're in. It's just not going to have the same effect or the effect that we need to mitigate this youth mental health crisis. And that's why we're still there. That's why we're still there. So think about it like this. Out of frustration and dealing with those same patterns that educators are in or kids are in or parents are in. And by the way, you're in, leaders are in. We resort to blame typically, not always. And we don't want to, but a lot of times it does happen. And if students would just behave, right, or if parents would just be more engaged in the school, or if they wouldn't go to social media so much, or if educators would just be more engaging in their classrooms, or if administrators were more supportive of me, or funding was more accessible, well, listen, we can't blame. It just doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't help. So playing the blame game just keeps us stuck. And so if we're going to stay stuck in the blame game, then we're going to just keep contributing to a fractured school mental health system. And we're not going to then improve it. So I just want you to think that nobody wins in the blame game. Okay. And when we get stuck in that cycle, we're actually not making progress. So we want you to stop blaming, avoid complaining and start reframing. All right. So let's shift our thinking into what could I be doing differently rather than they should be doing something differently or something else should be happening. Maybe, probably other things could be giving us a better environment to work within or ex interact within, but that doesn't always happen. And that's not always in our control. So we have to have forward movement instead of being stuck. So just want you to think of that as we move forward in these discussions that we're going to have with other guests and um, in this improving school mental health mindset that we all need to have if we're going to have change. We're all in this together. We're in this with parents. We're in this with kids. We're in this with all across the span of education. This is pre-K. This is high school. This is all in between. This is all staff. We're all on the same level playing field here, you all. And so we have to continue these conversations. If you want to keep these conversations going, 
a lot of times people are getting our book study kit. It's totally free. The kit is free. Um, but what happens is education leaders tend to buy like a staff set. You can do that. Or they buy some for parents and they buy some for, for staff and they pull them together. There's a five-week plan I have for you guys that we created and it gives you discussion questions and you can have, you know, print out worksheets if you want. They're all there. You could just do this on your own too. A lot of people like to do these on their own with the discussion questions we give, but there's also email prompts. So we just want you to be able to copy and paste reminders and invites and stuff to people. It's super simple. If you want to do that, you can go on our website. It's thrivingschool.org and just click on book study guide or just click on the free resources. There's a lot of other resources you can have too. Uh, the book, book studies right in there too. But if you want to connect with me, please reach out to me on Twitter. You can just go at Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E, Peck, P-E-C-K. I'm there. We're engaging all the time on Twitter. There's a, a great network of education leaders on there trying to solve these darn problems. So please connect with me there and you can email me. Just email me at Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E, at thrivingschool.org if you have a great idea. I'd love to hear it. We're going to be interviewing someone here soon who's a, a leader of a district, and she's got some fantastic ideas about what happens when you have zero. They literally had zero applications to fill for 30 special ed positions in their district. No applications. How did they figure that out? Well, not only did they figure out how to fill that gap, they also had a 100% teacher retention rate last year. So just make sure you come back here and pay attention because I've got a lot of those great kind of episodes coming up. And that one in particular, I know a lot of you're going to need, and that's going to be here in um, probably at the end of May. So just keep checking back, but there's a lot of great interviews and please reach out to me or check out what we do. We do professional development. We equip teachers, we're equipping teachers so that we can help solve this problem by equipping everybody in your, your school community, including parents. People are using parent engagement funds too. But SEL is great. It's just our approach needs to be simplified. And we'll talk about how we actually roll that out in a different episode. But just keep that in mind. Let's stay away from the blame game. Make sure we shift our, think our thinking into what could I be doing differently rather than they should be doing something differently. All right. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate it so very much.